0: Hello and welcome to the Calm Within the Storm podcast, all about the journey of finding contentment within the chaos that is mental health. Everything can change, we this episode will be all about therapy and seeking professional support. And today I'll be joined by Sarah Gregson. Together we'll be discussing the different types of support that are available to you and how each one can help you. And we'll also talk about the difficulties and anxieties surrounding seeking professional help. And I would just like to offer a trigger warning because we will touch on some sensitive topics during today's discussion. Including self-harm, suicidal thoughts and more. Please only listen if you feel comfortable doing so. I will be sharing some supportive links and resources at the end of today's episode. So please use them if you think they might be helpful for you. So I'm joined by Sarah Gregson. Hello. Hello. And Sarah is a friend of mine. Sarah is a beautiful artist who, tell us about the stuff that you make. (sighs)
1: Oh, stuff that I make. Um, I started doing animal portraits in lockdown weirdly for my mental health so I taught art for like a year before lockdown and I was all doing like mindfulness and like do art for your mental health it's really good for you and then I wasn't actually doing anything for myself so lockdown came I lost all my clients and then I was just like oh no (laughs) like I just could feel like a cloud coming over yeah um so I started animal portraits and then it was like I started with Winnie and then Winnie is your dog. Yeah, my yeah, Winnie's my dog. Um and then I started with Winnie and then friends are like, "Oh, can you buy? and then it kind of like escalated to a point where it was like a very like it was a good business. Nice. Um so yeah, so it's, I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Your work is absolutely gorgeous. As Thank well. you. So I think in in the grand scheme of things, we've not really known each other all that long, maybe a few years. It's
1: quality, but not quantity of exactly. time, Sam.
0: And I think I think a lot of our relationship actually is, like, we've got quite an intense relationship. Yeah,
1: I would agree with that. Because not in a bad way, no, no. <laughs> in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. It's like we met and then we we're like, hi, we're friends.
0: But that's it, and we've always been very, very open and honest with each other, and been able to talk about everything, mm. so for us, I think we've been a little comfort blanket for each other since yeah. the first day we met, and that's really nice. It's been
1: lovely, I remember seeing you, so I first moved to Winsford in 2019, and I remember seeing you in the red line before I met ever, like, met you, and I just, like, looked at you, and I was like, I want to be her friend. <laughs> like, I just thought you had, like, a nice, it sounds lame, like, aura, but you had, like, a nice aura <laughs> about you, like, a nice presence, so I was like, oh, she seems nice. So. Then- and then, yeah. and then we connected through the hive, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, which was a difficult time for both of us, I guess, wasn't it? I think,
0: yeah, I think we were both going through a, a bit of a difficult patch in our lives. Even mm. just like in, in in the moment when we met and also kind of in the months following and the mm. years following and all for different reasons yeah, each yeah. time.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a journey. It was a, yes. But I take out of it that we found each other. Yeah. So. That's Absolutely. good. I was an experience, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think as well, it's worth clarifying at this point, before we delve into the the discussion, the mm-hmm. proper discussion of, of the today's theme. topic. Yes. I think I'd just like to point out that we aren't experts on this subject. We're not doctors. <laughs> We're not doctors. We are just merely having a, an informal conversation about mm-hmm. our own experiences yeah and discussing what other people the journeys that they've been on and
1: that kind of Mm -hmm. thing I think in a way it's nice to get that kind of informal feedback though because it's nice to hear from your peers like their experience rather than you know kind of doctors prescribe things and sometimes they do go straight to medication yeah um it's nice to know there's so much more
0: sometimes you just need to hear that others have been through it that's all you need to hear mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and I think that's hopefully what we're aiming to do today.
1: <laughs> that's the aim of the game, folks.
0: So to kick things off, I put a poll on social media. I asked people, "Have you ever sought professional support?" Mm-hmm. So this could be anything from talking to your doctor, re- uh, reaching out for therapy, registered yeah, yeah. counselling, okay. anything. anything like that. Um. And the options were yes, no, but I am slash have considered Mm -hmm. it, no, but I am nervous to do so. Okay. um, Or no, no, I am too nervous to do so. No, I've not needed to yet. They were the options. And yes came in at an astounding 81% Well,
1: that really surprises me isn't that surprising so this Whoa. this poll
0: goes isn't just a mental health themed audience that this mm-hmm. is aimed at this is so on like your this is on my Instagram, music yeah. page so this is people of all ages all
1: backgrounds wow. and that's 81, really positive yeah because you, you would think that that's A negative thing that everyone's needed help, but I think the fact that people have actually gone and sought out the help for themselves, that's amazing. Exactly. And I was surprised.
0: I was surprised as well that 0% said that no, they haven't because they've been too nervous to do Mm. so, which is quite nice that so many people have and so many people haven't felt worried
1: about doing it. That's so positive, really, really positive. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because I think taking that initial step is almost the hardest part Mm -hmm. of the whole process
1: yeah the I remember the hardest thing I did was like go on google find a counsellor and actually ring them and she was like so what's the matter and you're just like trying to explain (laughs) through tears I don't know and it's like I keep crying I need help but yeah, just doing that and then oh it was awful. Like the first time you go in I don't even remember the first time. Yeah. I mean I've been I've had counselling for three years now, but the first time you go in and you sit there opposite them and they're like, So what's going on? You, It's like, a blur. Yeah. Medication. Let's
0: start with medication. Yeah. Because again I think similarly to mental health care units, there's almost that fear surrounding medication of
1: what if I get too dependent on it yeah.
0: or what if I have side effects like what if I turn into a different person when I'm on the tablets
1: yeah it's I mean that was one of my biggest fears so I've been having counseling for three years I mean I've suffered with anxiety like if I'm honest like all my life like I've always been a big crier and just yeah. always been really really highly sensitive which is it's one of my strengths because I can like have conversations like this but it's also like Something that like I do I do struggle with. So it's only this year that I've decided to go on medication. Um, purely because of like you said, like I was worried that if it's going to take away those lows, I worried that it take away the highs because I feel things so like vividly. Like I feel like a rainbow of emotions, and then like what if it's just like gives me like two colors of emotions? Yeah, I'm like, I didn't want to do that. So I said to the doctor on the phone, I was like, I don't want to feel like a zombie, like. I just want there to be, like, a little bit of... Because I... People on video will see this. Like, I have, like, r- extreme highs and extreme lows. Like, my grandma had bipolar, so I have to be really careful because it could be hereditary. um So I think I have something called cyclothemia. Yeah, which, I think
0: we've maybe talked yeah, about this. Yeah,
1: it's basically, like, really mild bipolar. Yeah. So I will have um like three months where I feel completely normal so that's sort of like autumn time then three months of like hyperness where like you know I'll do things like start a podcast I'll start like five businesses at once and yeah and this isn't even exaggeration it's just that's just what I do and then I crash yeah and I crash for like three four months of just like um so I started counselling to kind of deal with that. Yeah. And then this year it was so extreme that I was just like, I need extra help. So yeah. I booked an appointment with the GP um, because I went... I remember going to a counselling session once and I said to her, I was like, I don't know how much longer I can feel like this. Yeah, And it wasn't that I ever... I never felt thought about ending my own life, but it's like, it I can't point feel like this anymore. Unbearable. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, I was like crying my eyes out. Like she could just see the pain in me. And she was like, I think like I, I can't, she was like, I can't tell you what to do, but I'd recommend that you go and talk to your GP. Um, so she recommended me a GP actually, anyone that's in like near where we are, like I would hundred percent recommend her cause she's brilliant. So she, the first step was obviously ringing up the GP which I was terrified about. And then it was having the appoint uh, having the phone appointment where you're explaining everything. And I yeah. And I think phone oh, appointments as well
0: since since the pandemic with everything being on the phone. I think that also makes things so much harder because mm. with it being so impersonal, you almost feel like you're on borrowed time where you're just like I need to rush and tell him the the, the yeah, main bits yeah. and that, and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I,
1: yeah, but the brilliant thing about her was that she I didn't feel rushed. Like even if I tried to like skip past something, she was like, "Okay, let's go back to that." Yeah, um, nice. and like what's your family situation and all this? Like she wanted like the full picture, yeah. which was amazing. Um So she recommended that I start sertraline fifty milligrams, which is um it's a serotonin. Reuptake. okay um, so it basically like brings up your happy hormones yeah. um and I said to her like on the phone I was like I don't want to feel like a zombie all of this she was like will she was like first of all I'll prescribe it you if you don't want to take it don't take it nice so there's never that pressure um and then I, rem- I remember coming off the phone and just like hugging Cal my husband and I was it's nice to like have him in it with me because all of the this- a lot of the time, I mean, I know I spoke to you about this, like I push him away and I blame a lot of it on him. Because it's easier, as yeah. awful as it sounds, it's easier to blame someone else rather than looking inward. Yeah. Um. So I've like really like, let him come on the journey with me. So when I took the first tablet, like I've, I made him sit on the sofa with me and like, I was crying <laughs> my eyes out because I've just like, it felt like, it felt like I was accepting defeat. I was just yeah. like, I can't cope with this on my own, so I need help. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Yeah, because sat...
0: counselling is almost like your that's going inwards, and it's your yeah. uh, cognitive. You're retraining how you're how you're yeah, thinking. Yeah. Whereas medication is almost. It's, it's like I'm going to put my physical... feet up, and you do you. Yeah, medication yeah. sort me out.
1: Um, yeah, so it was nice for him to be on the journey with me because I think in a way throughout the whole of this, I've been very stubborn with my mental health. Yeah. So I've always been like, oh I can like take on the world with it. And actually having like allowing people to come in, like as soon as I um finished on the phone to the GP, I rang my mum, was like, just let you know, I've had this talk going on um medication. My mum's been in the NHS for forty years. Um so she was nervous oh, wow. about it. Like she used to work in the mental health sector and i thought she was going to be angry that i went on medication
0: really yeah
1: but she said i'm so proud of you wow and i was like geez i would like...
0: instantly burst into tears yeah if that i did happened.
1: and it was just like amazing because then i actually saw from an outsider's point of view like what i was doing yeah um and it wasn't that i think it's that the vulnerability takes courage thing again yeah. like it's brave that i've yeah. gone on it and it's I'm not saying I'm going to be on it for a lifetime but um it just means that when I do come to the really bad times my doctor said she was like it's really hard to go from being like static to like if you're on a bike like going from statics and then going up a hill and she was like if you are on meds when the hard times come it's like you've just like taken a run up to that hill yeah. and she's like it'll just be easier to get up
0: Got the you. next
1: like bad part, she was like, "I'm not saying that that won't come, but it would yeah. just be like you're already like halfway back to your normal self."
0: Okay, so the big one, the big one that, that I guess me and you both have a lot of experience with, especially, mm-hmm. is counselling and therapy. Yeah, and obviously, judging by our poll, a lot of other people have a, a, a wider experience with mm-hmm. with counselling and therapy as well. So. There are different types, and again, it, it's similar to the app, it's it's finding the right one to suit you because CBT might not work for you. Yeah, and and then you feel like you've failed and nothing can help. But actually, it's just that you haven't found the either the right
1: person or the right method. Yeah. Oh, completely. It's sort of as weird as it sounds. It's sort of like you need to date your counsellors first because <laughs> I like not that. in that way, but you know, actually realising that it's there's not they're not for everyone we don't like all the people we meet um it may be that even like things like their accent affects how you understand them and stuff like that um yeah it's it's a really weird one I mean I was quite lucky with mine that I like clicked with her straight away um if I hadn't or if I ever have to find a new one if she stops doing what she does then yeah, it must be really difficult. I know my brother said he tried BetterHelp and he went through a few different ones. Right. My friend is on it as well. Um, and she, I think she tried like eight different ones before wow. she actually settled on one. Um, yeah, and they all kind of specialize in different things. So yeah. my counselor has done like all her counseling le- up to like level three or four, I think. Um, but then you can kind of get like psychotherapists, yeah. um, psychologists and it's like do they have a degree do they not does it matter to you or is it good yeah. enough just to say to your friend can we go for a walk yeah and let's talk because um, not everyone can afford it and not everyone can afford the time to wait on the NHS yeah um so I pay privately so I only go once a month um but I sort of make it my priority to like I'm not going to go and buy a new pair of shoes I'll spend like 50 quid on a counselling session mm-hmm. because the benefits that I've got now will outweigh those shoes yeah. that I'm going to kind of wearing after a few years so um yeah if you can't afford it then obviously the nhs have some great options yeah
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and and especially now with with the pandemic
1: Mm. things have
0: gone from being as we mentioned earlier like an in-person thing to a either a virtual thing like a phone call yeah or because i i started having counseling during the pandemic and that was over the phone and Mm. for me i like i mentioned i i don't value it as much without that personal
1: yeah
0: connection because
1: even just someone looking at you is enough because a lot of like counselors don't talk a lot Uh so they literally like even just saying that like "Uh yeah Okay, so knowing they're absorbing it and yeah. taking in... Basically, how counselling works is they... Well, talking therapy, which is what I have, is they take what you say and just repeat it back to you. Mm-hmm. So if you say, like, I'm worthless, they say, are you worthless? Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it's it's re- really interesting. Counselling... I once saw a visual of counselling and therapy. So, um... And it was like, you come with like three balls of wool all knotted together and the therapist sits there and kind of like helps you unravel them. Yeah. So nice. in the end you left with three balls of wool and you're like, oh, cool.
0: So <laughs> they don't
1: necessarily add anything to it. They kind of help you figure it out. And it is, it is such as teamwork They they can't, I'm, I'm imagining the counsellors sat here by the way, <laughs> like they, um, they can't. Do it without you because you need to bring it. Which is, yeah, it's exhausting to have a counselling session.
0: Yeah, but sometimes having having your words fed back to you or what it proves to be the biggest help because mm-hmm. you might not know what you want or what you're feeling or anything. But if you just spout out everything that's in your thoughts and they pick up on one thing that you've said mm-hmm. and say that back to you suddenly that resonates with you and yeah you know where you were just rambling suddenly you can concentrate on this one important point yeah and that proves super helpful in just yes. understanding how your brain works like
1: yeah and it might be something that you didn't even realize like you say that, realize that you've said and they're like oh but you said that and it's and it's not that they're kind of you know be like oh you said that and then like, oh. They're, they're really trying to help you figure out yeah. where you are um which is just back to the point of like the screens I think I think I would struggle on a phone because unless they're going mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't know that they're not like just texting someone on another phone or they're on like looking at something on google yeah. um I mean I think I would even struggle on zoom just because there's that little delay yeah um and again you don't know how many other computer Things, they've got to open. Yeah. And um, so I think, personally, like, face-to-face works for me.
0: The biggest thing that I learned from my counsellor mm. back in college was well, she said, think of your life as a line graph, okay? okay. And your constant, your your average, normal, unaffected mood mm. is in the middle of that line graph. So we're kind of like this, okay? Yeah. And throughout life, you will fluctuate like a little heart monitor. Yeah, like up and
1: down. You'll be up and down yeah. and up
0: and down. But you never go so much that way. You know, you have to, if you recognize yourself going up to further than you've been or further down mm. than you usually go. She said it's really important that you recognize that you are. Approaching that, yeah, and then you have to take the steps. It's almost like build up the willpower within yourself. You need to then push yourself out of your comfort zone when you recognize that you're dropping. Yeah, when you're on that downward that downward drop in your line graph, go and make an appointment with friends. Yeah, because it's it's so easy
1: just to be like, okay, I'll get my blanket, and at times that is needed. But maybe when you need to rest in, like, the middle of that flow But when you're, like, really down. Yeah. You don't want to just be, like, on your own, like, watching exactly. a sad film. it's and... so
0: much harder to lift yourself up if you've really isolated yourself and convinced yourself that yeah. you are in this, this dark patch. Mm. But if you can see yourself going towards that dark patch yeah. and do everything that you really don't want to do before yeah. you get there... The
1: hardest part is got, getting there.
0: You've got that little kick to just push you back up yeah completely yeah and someone else has said find spiritual health in a way that works for you so it's guess the meditation if meditation Mm -hmm. doesn't work try yoga if yoga doesn't work try something else
1: and just try it's like a pick a mix isn't it Yeah. like no one likes all of the ones all of the sweets in the pick a mix yeah
0: yeah like like the counselors if the counselor doesn't work find a different counselor if the the meditation doesn't work find a different spiritual system yeah that is going to benefit you you know.
1: Completely.
0: And someone else said, keep busy. Which is a, a tough one. Yeah, I would agree one.
1: partially with that. Yeah. Like, yes, don't kind of, you know, just sit and do nothing. But I think toxic busyness is just a distraction. Um, I think it's very, very toxic when people say like, oh, how are you? Like, oh, I'm so busy. Like, why do we think that's okay Mm -hmm. like if i'm like yeah like works good i've had time to see my friends like it is all about i know it's a cliche but like life is about balance and just being constantly busy and not having time for yourself i think especially like mums and like obviously self employed people because we get paid for our time we like when we're on holiday or having a day off i don't know about you but i sit there i'm like oh x amount of money i've lost today (laughs) yeah um so but then you need to realize what you're gaining from the rest yes yes <laughs> someone said
0: meditation actually was a blessing although I didn't think so at the time mm. and and I, I completely get that because when you think of meditation you think of Julia Roberts sitting in <laughs> you know some kind of Bali. temple yeah going eat pray love mm, Yes. <laughs> that's what you think of. it, And, th- and that might not suit you. But that's not to say that meditation as a whole won't work. It's just you need a different avenue and finding the right spiritual avenue is, is really helpful.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to just sit with yourself as well. So I think yeah. people are just like, oh, I'd rather, you know, watch a video or do something else other than meditation because it is literally sitting with yourself
0: yeah and trying to focus your mind on yeah. a like specific thing like a mantra yeah that's hard mm-hmm. I like, i don't know about you but my brain just goes everywhere yeah. rather than where it needs yeah, to be completely
1: <laughs> so <Just shivering. laughs>
0: training that is is a massive thing i'm recognizing that what you have achieved like even if you do it for five seconds that's five seconds longer than yeah. you did it yeah, yesterday yeah. it's uh it's it's progress yeah and okay, someone objectively just validating my experiences has been hugely helpful. Yep, that's the completely. whole purpose of this is being a reassurance that you are mm. not alone and that there are people experiencing what you are.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's so important. And I think when I post anything on my page about um, like my mental health journey, just knowing that I've helped people. But then them opening up about their journey, it's it's so important, and it's just like really nice. I'm like, oh, I'm not alone, or you know, things like that. It's it's really it comforting. Like- yeah. Oh yeah, it's massively comforting.
0: Yeah. Um, we have another one. Quote: Anxiety is something you are feeling. It is not a part of you. Yes,
1: I am feeling anxious. Not I am anxious. Yeah, is uh, is so important because it's like it's a mental health it's a mental illness you're almost put putting feeling. a fact on yeah. i am this yeah and full it, stop. like i am is such a important um it's a powerful phrase yeah. and like you know people stand in the mirror and say like i am awesome i am brave it, like it's you can manifest stuff with that so saying I, I am anxious it's not helping you yeah. it's just giving it more power yeah and it's like if you say i am feeling anxious then it's That's like temporary it'll pass it'll yeah. pass
0: yeah someone said join a social or fitness club dopamine
1: dopamine (laughs) i would agree with this we joined a badminton club recently and although it's difficult to kind of peel yourself off the sofa at eight o'clock at night on a thursday in this weather um it's lovely when you go and we always like we feel so energized and you know you you meet people that you wouldn't have met before yeah um and you just have to think they're all probably doing it for exactly the same reason yeah like it doesn't we're not all wanting to get like a chiseled body we just wanted to do something fun something social Mm -hmm. and like learn new skills yeah
0: Yeah. and but exercise and even just leaving the house can sometimes be the biggest task Mm. when you're feeling low If you feel affected by anything we've discussed in today's episode, please know that you can find help and support from the following providers. The Samaritans are available to talk about anything that is upsetting you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Call 116 123 for free or visit samaritans.org. National Suicide Prevention Helpline UK offers a supportive listening service to anyone struggling with suicidal thoughts. Call 0800 689 5652. They are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or visit spuk.org.uk. Harmless work to address and overcome issues relating to self-harm and suicide. They not only offer direct support to those that self-harm, but also offer support to friends and families, as well as providing suicide bereavement support. Visit harmless.org.uk If you would prefer not to talk, you can text SHOUT to 85258. SHOUT offers a 24-7 text service providing support if you are in crisis and need immediate help. Visit their website now, giveusashout.org. If you are under the age of 25, you can call The Mix on 0808 808 4994. They are open from 3pm till midnight every day and offer support for a variety of challenges including mental health, drugs, money, homelessness, finding a job, breakups and more. themix.org.uk if you're a student, you can look on the Nightline website, nightline.ac.uk, to see if your university or college offers a nighttime listening service. Nightline phone operators are all students too. If you identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual or transgender, you can call Switchboard on 0300 330 0630. They are open from 10am to 10pm every day, or you can use their web chat service via their website, switchboard.lgbt. All of their phone operators identify as LGBT+. The BetterHelp app will match you to a licensed therapist. The app offers free evaluations to suit your needs and offers video, phone, live chat and messaging services. The Headspace app offers guided lessons on mindfulness, sleep, coping with stress, creating life-changing habits and lots more. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you found some value and comfort and reassurance in anything that we've talked about today. Let me tell you what we've got coming up next. In our next episode, I will be talking with Laura Teer-Jones all about hormones versus mental health. So Laura has been diagnosed with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And this disorder has a huge impact on the sufferer's mental health. So we'll be talking a lot more in depth about that and also the overall impact that hormones have on your mental health your body and your day-to-day life. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to listen to the extended version of today's episode, head to samlionmusic.com and become a member. It's completely free and you'll have access to the full-length video editions of each episode.